0: Hey, beautiful human, thank you so much for allowing us into your ears. We are about to talk with Tiesto. The man is a legend. He's been calling trends and paving the way for DJs for decades. I, I can't wait to catch up with him. Uh, this is our second interview with Tiesto, so you kind of know him. But it's different now because he's been locked in his house. <laughs> he hasn't played a show. We have a lot to talk about. I- I'm going to let him do the talking, please share this podcast with those in your life, and let me know what music you've been listening to at Zach Sang and at Zach Sang Show on every form of social media. Let's go. Hello, beautiful human. We got Dan here, and we welcome Tiesto back to the show in some capacity over this box. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Do you have time? I mean, obviously, you're not playing shows, but you, I mean, you're clearly making music.
1: Yeah. No, I got, I got plenty of time actually. So it's uh, not traveling and not touring. That's very time consuming because it's, it, it takes away the whole day basically, you know, getting on the flight and then get ready for the show, play all night. So that's like a 12 hour day. So now I have plenty of time to make music and uh, do other stuff. Yeah
0: do you find it a different creative pattern now that you don't need to like move your studio from place to place? Cause I know that was a big deal, right? Like as you traveled, you'd still want to make music, but that's like, a, that's a very, I don't, maybe chaotic not the right word, but like kind of scattered creative process. Is it different now that you're just hunkered down?
1: Yeah. It's, it's very different now. And what I love about it is actually the, the, the zoom thing, because we I can log in to the studio in Amsterdam or, in, in Vegas, I can just you know work online way more effective than before, just because I'm on a on a schedule as well now. So I have more time, and but it's it's really amazing how 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 easy it work it is to be actually in the studio, but not really. You
0: are somebody who has been able to call trends for years and years and years. You've been, uh, dude, your career is incredible. I mean, when you sat in the studio, I was one of the coolest experiences was being able to talk about not all of it but a a, a a decent hunk of it and uh it's pretty extraordinary the things that you've called so my question to you is like the world's so different now what are we listening to and what are you seeing and what are you feeling that the people are feeling
1: um well you know it's obviously that people are getting a little bit more uh down from the the, the ongoing lockdowns and especially in Europe, you know, it's, You know, in in, in Holland, they had an evening clock again. So, you know, there's not much going on. But uh, I think that as soon as we get back to our normal life, I think, you know, the the world's going to rage. We're going to have, like, some crazy parties. Like, Vegas is going to explode. People are going to party for three days straight, you know. Hangovers, hangover movies everywhere in Vegas, you know. It's going to be insane. So... I said to, to someone else earlier, I read, read this article about the, the Spanish flu back in the days, the pandemic, you know, it was, so many people got like eliminated when that happened, but that was in 1917. And then right after the roaring 20s started, you know, people went crazy in, in 20, between 1920 and 1930. And I feel like hundred years later, we are in the same situation. The roaring 20s are about to start. So we know it's going to be insane. Mark my words. <laughs>
0: by the way, like what you're saying is very much a a conclusion drawn from history, right? Something that like, I wish more people would do because it is so the logical thing to do because, you know, it it is not saying maybe not necessarily cyclical, but there is like, we do tend to repeat ourselves in in some way, shape or form. And we do have the ability to, to learn from ourselves. If we choose to like, I don't know, wipe the fog from our glasses and look behind us.
1: Um, I agree. So, uh,
0: how do you prepare for the Roaring Twenties as an artist?
1: Um, well, you just make a lot of music, so you'll be ready to, to go. You know? So I'm, I'm working on music every day. So I, I, I try to finish my new album. I made some. I made one track. It's perfect for festivals. I'm making a new intro for my shows. And I'm preparing a lot, actually. So when when I start playing again, I hope it's going to be like 4th of July weekend in Vegas. Ooh. That's my goal. You know, come out with a bang and just blow everybody away and make sure everybody goes home like what the hell just happened (laughs) that's my goal
0: hell yeah let's manifest it yeah
2: has has being stuck at home changed like your production like have you found it being more mellow or more upbeat or has that not had no effect on it because you're actually not in the clubs experiencing and getting like the feedback from the fans
1: no, absolutely. That's a, that's a great question, I I think it, it, it changed a lot. I made a lot more mellow stuff. You know, I, I made a lot of melodic house, experimenting with new sounds. I released a track under a different name. Uh, it's called Fair West. It's my last name, and the track is called Five Seconds Before Sunrise. And it's a really chill, beautiful, dreamy track. And and even the business is 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 it's banging, but also still subtle. You know, I've, and I feel like those kind of tracks is what I've been making a lot. Like more like. So turning songs into dance songs and when I when I have the feedback from the crowd, I really make drops just for an EDC festival or Tomorrowland, you know, just like this is just for my live sets and it probably never gets played on the radio or anywhere else but this is just a banger for right now, in the moment so th- it's definitely been harder to make those yeah
0: Do you feel like you like? are you telling a different story with the, the record that you're doing w- with your last name, the, the, yeah, the very nice. yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. It's, it's more like, it's basically almost going back to my youth when I, when I started DJing. So it's, I used to play a very instrumental, transy kind of records like in the nineties. And this feels like a slower version of that style. I used to play in like 1995. So it's, but it sounds to, it sounds like 2021, but it is an inspiration on the sound I used to play in the beginning of the rave days, you know.
0: Is is that music that you need to make, or that you feel feel like people need to hear, or like it matches where we're at today?
1: Um, well, you know, it's it's because everybody's at home, and uh, you know, I I just found this interesting style of music to to listen to when you when you're driving your car around, you're cruising, and it's 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 just a different style, yeah. I mean, do they need it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think I listen to music all the time, so I need music all the time. So that's that's how I look at it.
2: I, I heard you say once, correct me if I'm wrong, but I heard you say you start all of your uh, your biggest dance song, it all starts on guitar, right?
1: Uh, yeah, most of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, so- not, not, the, not the festival bangers, but, but like radio, no, I mean, I mean, not the word radio song, but like... Yeah, songs that are more, you know, like a real song starts on, on, a, on a guitar. My, my festival bangers, they start with sounds. You just have a sound and, like, oh, this is cool. And then I play something with it, and then you add beats and, and loops and everything. So it's a completely different process.
2: So I obviously have no musical skill. Is it, I would assume for you it's not hard, but how do you take like a guitar riff and turn it into a dance song? Because to me, it doesn't sound the same at all.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it, it is not the same, but it, 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 at the end, it kind of is because it's, I mean, I don't even know, for me, it's just very easy. It's like, I hear a guitar sound and then I can swap it out for a different melody on a different sound. And it's still the guitar, but it's a completely different vibe. You know, the, the sounds create the vibe of a song. That's, that's how it works.
2: Is, um, is that how the business started?
1: Uh, the business started actually with uh, just the vocal, actually, because uh, the original vocal is, you would not recognize his voice uh, because we pitched it down so much, but um, that's how we started. And then the beats and the strings we added later. So that song completely came out of nowhere. Just I just loved the, the, the I had the vocal first and I was like, ah, oh, I love this vocal. And then, yeah, so that, that one did not start with a guitar. Yeah. But the next one I'm working on actually starts with a guitar.
0: Do you set like, a, a, like a, a goal for yourself in the studio for the day of what you're looking to create? Or do you let your emotion kind of lead the way?
1: Um, yeah, no, I let, let the emotion lead the way. I mean, you know, you never know what kind of mood you're in. I mean, with, I think with creating music, I can never just go to the studio and be like, OK, I'm in this kind of mood. Now I'm going to make something like this it just all happens spontaneous. Like you think about something in the day like, oh, I should do this or that. And, and then you take that vibe to the studio and then you start working on it. So it's, I mean, every song is different. Every, every song has a different story.
0: Are you looking for
1: anything different in vocalists today than you were before? Um, not, not really, but um, I, I like to work with unknown vocalists. You know, I, I think that's to me better than to, to just slam a big name feature on a song. You know, it's just, I think it sometimes takes away from the song. I think the song, when you create it with songwriters, they're most of the time amazing uh, vocalists, but they always want like a, you know, a Selena Gomez or someone else huge on there to make yeah. the song bigger. But I always like to use the original vocalist because that's how the song was meant to be and that's has an original soul in it. And sometimes when you use with a big feature on it, it takes that away. So
0: do you like writing songs from scratch or would you rather somebody come to you with something?
1: And then- um, I, again, it could go both ways, but um, you know, when I started DJing, I, I was a DJ first and I start, became a producer later. So I went from DJing to remixing famous songs and, and mixing mashups, making mashups. So I've always been like a remixer kind of guy. And that's, I feel like that's how my core is. So, for example when I got uh, Jackie Chan with Post Malone I kind of approached it as a remix you know there was, there was a version done by Preen but our version was uh, yeah just you know different level so and the same with the John Legend remix I did for all of me so I started off as a remix so sometimes I get a song and I approach it as a remix but it turns out to become an original and, and other times I, I worked from scratch I worked in studios in LA but it's, that's definitely a lot harder for me So, I I prefer to get something like a little song going from somebody and then add my stuff to it. And uh, yeah.
0: Ooh, I gotta hit pause, beautiful human, real quick to tell you about Native. I do not leave my house without applying Native deodorant. It is my best friend. I am obsessed on another level with Native, mainly because it's made with stuff that I understand, like shea butter, coconut oil, tapioca starch. It's not made with bad stuff. It's vegan. It's never tested on animals. And there's like 16,000 five-star reviews. Plus, the scents make my nose dance. They are absolutely exquisite. My favorite is cucumber and mint. Also love lavender and rose. Uh, I have in front of me candy cane from their holiday scent collection. Because they do that. But I also have eucalyptus and mint. Obsessed. Also, if you're trying to be eco-friendly... In 2021 and beyond, Native does plastic-free deodorant. Come on, nativedo.com slash Zach, go there. You're uh, going to get a nice discount. Also, remember, you can shop risk-free. 30 days. You can return, exchange, do whatever you want. NativeDo.com slash Zach. It is worth your time and worth putting on your body because I'm telling you, you're going to smell good, you're going to feel good, and know that you're doing good for the world that we live in. NativeDo.com slash Zach. if somebody wants to get you a song that is like never been out there before, what do they do? Like, because, you know, you rather, you want things that like not a thousand people have heard already. Right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, it's, a lot of times it's just a uh, coincidence. I mean, I can run into somebody on the street and they uh, give me a song Yeah, or it's, uh, or they hit me up on, on uh, Twitter or on, uh, on a DM on Instagram. Like, Hey, I, I wrote this song that, that happens too. But a lot of people, they know my manager or they they know Atlantic Records, where I'm with. So they collect songs as well from songwriters all over the world. Like, hey, you got this songwriter from Sweden. She wrote the song. What do you think? Is this something you could work with? And So yeah, it it happens in uh, all kinds of ways.
0: (laughs) What do you think of TikTok?
1: I love TikTok. It's, uh, to me, it's very similar to Vine, how Vine was. You know, I, I was a big Vine fan. But uh I, I love TikTok. I think it really took over the world. You know, it's, it's and it's incredible how music can be made in Kazakhstan and then becomes a worldwide hit yeah. on TikTok, thanks to TikTok. And I think that's brilliant, you know. Like what happened with the Iman backtrack, The Roses. You know, the kid is 90 years old. I thought he was from Kazakhstan or or one of the countries yes. over there, you know, and, and Suddenly, has a worldwide hit. That's the best thing ever. I, I love that.
0: Healthy for music, then, yes.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and it's it's so organic. Like you, you can't control it. You know, one one uh, girl or a guy does something funny on TikTok with a song underneath, and suddenly the song blows up. And it's it's just the kids decide what what are the hits. You know, they they control um, what's happening next. Is, a is there?
0: Has there been like a consistent thread that you've realized or witnessed or re- like just noticed from the beginning of when you started making music to now?
1: Um, well, the one thing I definitely see for sure is that dance music will never die. You know, always people are like, "Oh, dance music—it's gonna—it's—it's it's just a phase; it goes away. It, it never goes away, and it always evolves and always is different. And it's—it's it's here to stay. And and it—I feel dance music is the most uplifting music you can listen to and people really, you know, they, they respond to it. When you hear a dance track, you right away get happy and get in a good mood and, and want, want to dance or you want to do something or some crazy move on TikTok, you know, that's it. it's just, dance music is special, you know, and it, it, it always evolves and it, it, it gets harder, softer, different directions, there's millions of dance, different dance music styles, but it, it's always there, you know, and it will always be there.
2: You're talking about how it has different trends and it evolves. Do you feel like when you're creating, you need to follow those trends or do you like to create your own trends or do you just kind of see what happens?
1: Yeah, that's the thing. I, I mean, I think if you follow trends, you're always too late. You know, you, you got to set trends or you just do your own thing. And I I don't see myself as a trendsetter, but I see myself as somebody, I do my own thing. I just create stuff and I always try to create something that I haven't done before. So it's it's different. You know, when you listen to um, Jackie Chan with Post Malone or The Business, I feel like it's two completely different records, but they're both very Tiesto. And I feel like that's that's the school that I can just, and that's what I try to do.
0: When do you feel like you've perfectly achieved that balance? Because isn't that what an artist always wants, right? The ability to have music that, com- like, from one song to another, sounds completely different, but it still sounds like them. Like that's that's like yeah. the goal for anybody.
1: Yeah, I, that's the, that's the goal, and I think what what I what I see as the biggest uh, you know challenge for me is that I make a song that I can play in my sets, but it's also great for radio, and and you can you can listen to it anywhere. And I feel like yeah, a song like Jackie Chan or, or the Business, uh, I can really play them on a festival at Tomorrowland or at EDC in Vegas. But there have also also been big radio hits, and I, I, that's just the best thing ever. That's for me is the perfect. Uh, achievement, you know, to have a hit like that, an organic hit so it's not just made for the radio it's not just made for a festival, it's just this is what I am boom, and anybody can play it anywhere.
2: You mentioned a couple minutes ago that you like to use the original vocalist, not always kind of put a big name on there, so how did we end up with Ty Dolla Sign on the business part 2?
1: Well, it's, it's it's a remix, so he, he, he approached me, he really liked the original and he wanted to to change some stuff on it, it's like, can I can I give it a go? So t- we call it part two, but because he only changed the, the verses, basically. But you know, he's a super talented singer, so that's why we call it part two. But it's basically a remix of the original.
0: What is life in like in Denver? I mean, altitude is pretty intense.
1: Ah, oh, it's the best place on earth, man. Like I lived uh, in LA, I lived in New York, I lived in Amsterdam, yeah. I lived in Stockholm, but I really like it here. You know, it's fresh air every day. The weather is—it's the sunniest state in America. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. We have more sun in Denver than anywhere anywhere else.
0: No oh, joke. It, uh, yeah,
1: it's it's incredible. The weather is great, and um, it's it's very chill.
0: Yeah, the weed's great. I mean, there's really nothing you could want. <laughs> yeah.
1: Wow. I mean, Amsterdam, Denver, you know, that's a yeah. Lot of <laughs>
2: oh, you played a show not too long ago at Red Rocks for like no one, right?
1: Uh-oh. Yeah, 175 people. That's all they allowed in. <laughs> so it, it, it was kind of weird, but it also it felt good to play again, you know.
0: But, in, in the uh, most iconic venue. I mean, uh, probably in my opinion, one of the most iconic venues on the West Coast. But, Like that's like, I mean, it's spectacular and gorgeous. Like, yeah. Know,
1: but you know, when it's when it's empty, it's a different story. You know, it's it's still a gorgeous venue, but you know, you, you miss the crowd. I mean, it was great to play, and uh, there was 175 people, but 175 people in that venue looks empty, and uh, it was it was a very strange experience because I have played Red Rocks three times before, and it was packed, and the, the energy in there, and, and then the sunset, and then the music. That it's it's the whole package, you know. Yeah. So it's, it, it's an iconic venue. People go there no matter who's playing. Like yeah. you, you can sell out a, a Tuesday evening and put a classical concert on and there's 10,000 people showing up. Yeah, it's an amazing venue.
0: When is the last time you played to 175 people? <laughs>
1: yeah, I can't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's... Um, Probably some private party in Saint-Tropez, you know, that, that place for 50 people, but in general, <laughs> that's never happening.
0: I mean, like in that moment, like you feel like a party DJ, right? Like, which is not like, is it? Is it hard to keep the big energy in that big like atmosphere when you're just looking out to a buck 75?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's uh, what I did to myself was just, Focusing on the venue and, and reminding me how it was when I played there when I was packed. And that's how I kept thinking like, okay, this place is packed now, and this is how it was when I played here two years ago. Uh, for Global Dance Festival. And that's the energy I'm gonna go for. And it's going. Sorry about that. I mean yeah.
0: Denver is lucky to have you as a citizen. Truly. Ah. You
2: are uh, yeah. <laughs> thank you. You are a blessing to Colorado.
1: I love it here, so
2: you meant you also said that you hadn't done a show for a while before Red Rocks. Now this may be a dumb question, but is it just muscle memory at this point, or do you feel like you're a little rusty getting behind the turntables after not doing it for a bit?
1: Yeah, no, it, it's uh, that's. I mean, I have no idea. I mean, I haven't DJed in a long time, and, and normally I play every week, at least one. Of, maybe it's like an athlete, you know, taking a year off and going back to. I don't know. It's as soon as I I uh, have focused... Or the go on a show, I have to redo my whole set and have to think about it. Now I'm just not even thinking about it. I'm not thinking about DJing. I'm just not, not in that headspace because what's the point when you don't even know when you're going to start again? But as soon as I do, and I wonder if I need to refresh my memory of the songs because normally you have like 300, 400 songs in your head. Like, okay, and I'm going to play this. So I have no idea. So it's going to be very interesting to see if I – Remember even all the song titles and and where to mix what and how to put a set together because it's been so long. But I had a lot of experience before, so I hope I hope it's muscle memory. But <laughs> we'll see. We'll
0: see. This has yeah. never happened before. Like you've never. never. seen... Since like, I,
1: of- I I haven't played New uh, Year's Eve in thirty years. You yeah. know, like since I was a kid, I played New Year's Eve a show somewhere or in a club or in a bar. This year is the first time ever I didn't play a show on New Year's Eve. I mean... <laughs> that's
0: remarkable. <laughs> yeah. First way, that's remarkable.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, I know, I know right? It's, it's, it's
0: terrible, but like yeah. It's extraordinary.
1: Um, yeah, it was weird just being home at New Year's Eve. Like, you know, what?
0: <laughs> will you get the vaccine? Obviously, Yes.
1: I hope so. I mean, if you, if you have a spare one, please send it over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would love to get one, but I don't think I'm in the in the in the target yet.
0: Well, hopefully by July, maybe let's manifest that. That's a good target.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I can go out DJ before I'm vaccinated. I don't want to be at risk to someone else, or you know. It's, We're and I, I haven't had it yet either, so so I'm just waiting for the double shot, like it's my neck. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm down to put it wherever they want to put it. If they told me that, yeah, I had to stick it in my eyes, I'd be like, okay, <laughs> right now. Let's, yeah, I won't blink.
1: Oh, no, probably when you guys get it, you probably don't even notice it, right? Because when you're so young, then you don't really notice
0: I mean, I hope so. I mean, dude, I look young, but I have a body built by hummus and ice cream, dude. I (laughs) I have the physical capabilities of somebody pushing 70. So (laughs) if they're going by driver's license age, I don't fall into the category. If they are going based on lifestyle age, they would have injected me with one (laughs) months ago. (laughs) Bad. The business that is the record, and obviously an album coming up, right? There's going to be yeah. a body of work of some kind.
1: Yeah, I got some great songs, you know, and uh, we're just figuring out what to put in the album, and uh, yeah, hopefully by the summer it should be finished. So Let's when see. we're back to back to business, back to normal, we're gonna come up with a second single. We're gonna come up with an album. The Roaring Twenties are gonna start. It's gonna be insane. thing.
0: Hell yeah! <laughs> oh. Hell yeah!
2: Daniel, final thoughts. What do you got? Well, I know you said you're hoping for July 4th in Vegas, but if you could actually play one show right now, like, where would you go? Would you play a festival? Is there a certain city you would go to? Like, what would you want to do?
1: Um, Well, yeah, I mean, at this point, I would love to play anywhere. I would actually love to play for 175 people. I don't care. (laughs) Like, I'd take anything at this point. Like, give give me a show. Anywhere in the world, I I would come and play. (laughs) So, yeah, but... uh, I mean obviously I love Vegas so yeah if we can do a show in Vegas tomorrow I would be packing up right now yeah
0: and is this album done yet or are you are you still actively writing for it like now is we're in February but we're saying maybe summer an album so like what is the, what stage is it in
1: um well you know I have a lot of 80% songs so it, it needs that 20% extra to, to, to finish it off. And, and you know, that's the, always the hardest thing to get that last 20% because there's a lot of great songs in the world, but to finish them, to, to get them over the line, it's always a challenge. So I'm hoping, you know, I work hard at the moment to, to get it finished and get it finished in the right way. And it's very challenging and very frustrating sometimes because I have a couple of really beautiful songs and uh, I, I just can't finish it. I don't know how to finish it. I'm just stuck at the 80%. I'm just like, how do I get it to 100%? How to get it perfect? And that happens sometimes, you know?
0: Do you bring in a collaborator? What do you do? Is there a yeah. set of ears that you trust?
1: I, I, I send it to other producers, like, hey, can you help me out to finish this track? Because I just, I'm just stuck with it. And, you know, I, a lot of people try it. And no one can finish this one song I have. And, and it's such a great song. <laughs> Can you guys finish
0: it? Yeah. <laughs> and, and you should source that on TikTok. Maybe somebody would love to take a stab at it.
1: Yeah, that's like, maybe that's a good idea. I,
0: I also think maybe your next great vocalist could be on TikTok too, dude. Yeah. Yeah, never say never. There's like a <laughs> there's just a lot of talent out there. I, I, I wish I had the
2: ability. Daniel, do you have the talent or ability to finish a Tiesta record? I have no musical talent. I can't sing, I can't do any of it.
1: <laughs> it. But you got to do the.
2: But you said, what's not done? Like, how do you know if it's done? It could be done. Maybe it is done.
1: Well, it's just like the, the, the whole buildup of the song is great. And, and the vocal is great. The vibe is good. But it, it needs to go somewhere. It needs to it needs to top off with like a, a drop or like a melody or something that's that that accomplishes the rest of the song. Because else it just stays flat. It's, it's this amazing buildup and amazing vocal. Ah, and then... Oh, you know you, you miss okay. the final the final smash mm-hmm. like this is like wow people go nuts on the extra melody sound drop kind of feeling and I'm, that's what is missing
0: how many people have you sent this record to
1: well I've worked myself on it for like months since uh, actually January last year and then in the summer I started sending it to different producers, like, hey, can you help me out with this one? And I'd I, stuck with it. And so probably like seven or eight different ones and Nothing. N- n- maybe, n- it's, nothing. maybe it's maybe it's a situ- stuck at the same. The same- <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> maybe it's a situation where you just kinda need to let it sit for like three months, don't listen to it, don't touch it, then you'll go back and listen, you'd be like, Ah, that's it. Easy Sit right yeah. in front of me the whole time.
1: Yeah, no, but that's that's definitely what I'm gonna try to do. Just sit on it and uh I mean, it works well on mashups on, on existing productions, but that, that's not going to work either, so we'll see. <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> Once I finish it, I'm going to hit you guys up and be like, this is the one. What do you think? Perfect.
0: Keep, keep us in mind. Tiesto, yeah. I appreciate you. Thank you for taking the time, dude. I You're really... You're always extraordinary. Like, really, thank you. I uh, very much appreciate it, and your music still hits.
1: Like, yeah, thank you. It was uh, good to see you again, and... Uh,
0: appreciate it yeah let's get down to business let's get down to business listen to the song there's a link in the description below thank you hey beautiful human thank you so much for giving us your ear today and hanging out with me dan and tiesto we appreciate you please let us know what you're listening to and let us know who we should talk to next at zach sang show at zach sang on every form of social media we deeply appreciate you peace and love